Lekut HaSicha is Chelek Yud Aleph, Re'e Aleph. The Sicha is a Rashi Sicha on the topic of not eating blood. The Pasuk says, Rak Chazak Levilti Yachel Adam. Be strong not to eat the blood. So the question is, why does it say the word Chazak? And Rashi explains, Rabbi Yehuda says, because the Yidin were steeped in drinking blood, and therefore they had to say Chazak. Rabbi Shimon ben Azai says that really you don't need to say Chazak about eating blood, but this teaches us how careful we have to be with mitzvahs. If a mitzvah of blood, which is easy, because no one desires it, Torah says Chazak, for sure other mitzvahs need to say Chazak. So on this we had a number of questions. Number one, why does Rashi need to bring two pirushim? Number two, it seems that, that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon ben Azai are arguing in a fact. Rabbi Yehuda says they were steeped in blood. Rabbi Shimon ben Azai says no one desires blood. Number three, Rashi says the words she'ein adam avelai, which is very different than the words shtufin bedam. It does not seem to parallel one another. Number three, there's number four. There's another Rashi that says that a person nafshei shal adam katsa, that a person is revolted by blood. So why does Rashi use a different terminology there than he does here? And number five, why does uh, Rashi tell us the names of the ones who said these pirushim? Now Rashi's source is in the Sifri, but there are three differences between the way Rashi brings it down and the Sifri. Number one, the Sifri says that they were shtufim bedam, they were steeped in drinking blood before Matan Torah. Rashi does not say that. And truthfully, had he said that, it would have resolved the machlaikas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi ben Azay, that Rabbi Yehuda says they were steeped in blood as before Matan Torah, and Rabbi ben Azay says they, they didn't desire blood that was after Matan Torah. So why does Rashi take out the words before Matan Torah? Number two, Rashi is more elaborate. From the fact that it says Chazak and is not as concise as the Sifri. And number three, Rashi adds the words that the person doesn't desire blood, which is not in the Sifri. So the answer to the question is, number one, the reason why Rashi doesn't say before Matan Torah is because Although the desire for blood originated in Mitzrayim before Matan Torah, but this is many years later. This is almost 40 years later. Why are they just saying Chazak now for the first time? And therefore Rashi elaborates and says that they must have been still steeped in blood, and therefore it says Chazak to be strong about it. Now this isn't really an argument in the fact, because it's possible to be steeped in something even though you don't desire it. You may do it for health reasons or other reasons, and nevertheless, it doesn't mean that you want to do it. So that resolves the question about arguing in the matter of fact. But it um, still leaves us another few questions on the first pshat. Even if they were still steeped in blood at this time, why does the Torah wait until now to say Chazak? Should have said Chazak the first time it mentioned the prohibition against eating blood. Number two, it doesn't seem sensible that after 40 years and being told numerous times not to eat blood, that they would still be steeped in blood. And number three, 
This is a new generation. The generation that left Mitzrayim already died. This is their children. It's hard to believe that their children would also be steeped into drinking blood, especially after being told not to. And therefore Rashi is compelled to bring a second pshat, that of Ben Azai, that they were not steeped in blood. And the reason it says Chazak is actually to learn from here to other places that other mitzvahs, we should strengthen ourselves even if they are difficult. And the reason that Rashi adds the words She'ein Adam is Avelois for two reasons. Number one, Rashi wants to say that it's a natural thing and therefore was just as relevant at that time as it would be at any other time. Number two, Rashi wants to tell us that you don't need to say that a person is revolted by blood. Even the very fact that a person doesn't desire blood is enough to make it easy or easier to keep this mitzvah. Now, in that case, why does Rashi have to bring the first pirush? Rashi has to bring the first pirush because according to the context and the more simple understanding of the psukim, it makes more sense that it's actually talking about blood. Since in that parsha, it's talking about eating meat, person will desire to eat meat and he could eat meat according to his desire it's speaking about things and then it says but however uh, be, be strong not to eat blood implying that this is something that a person would have a desire to so according to the Bishim ben Azai it doesn't flow well because he holds that people do not have a desire to eat blood which is why Rashi brings Rabbi Yehudah's Pirish first because even though there are questions on it nevertheless in the flow of the Psukim it follows much better the next question is why mention the names of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon ben Azai? And the answer is to explain to us where their shita, where their approach comes from. Rabbi Yehuda, in another case, says dvarim kiksavim that when you have to interpret a pasuk, you interpret, or, or, even in matters of halacha, you interpret it as it says it. And therefore, if it in the case of the blood, if it says, Obviously, according to the Yehud, it's talking about the blood. Ben Azai, on the other hand, was known for saying, To encourage people to focus, to run to even an easy mitzvah. Because an easy mitzvah, even if it's an easy mitzvah, it leads to other mitzvahs, to bigger mitzvahs. So therefore, when it comes to the blood, number one, even though it's an easy mitzvah, it's, we still have to be told chazak. But also, by, by being careful in a small mitzvah, it will lead us to be careful in bigger mitzvahs. And that's an Asai's explanation that we're learning from the mitzvah of not eating blood, that we should be strong in other mitzvahs as well. And that's why it mentions, Rashi mentions both Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Shimon to explain where their respective explanations come from. However, how do we know that they disagree with one another? So that there are, there are two areas where we see that they follow the, that Rabbi Huda and Rabbi and Azai follow their respective opinions, even to the contrary of the other one. In one case, it says in the Gemara in Brachas that Ben Azai went into the bathroom to learn from his Rebbe. We went into the bathroom with his Rebbe, Rabbi Akiva, to learn from his Rebbe how what is the proper conduct in the bathroom? So Rabbi Yehuda says, how can you be so disrespectful, so audacious? And he says, I, it's Torah and I need to learn Torah. What are they arguing? Rabbi Yehuda holds that if you have a question, you ask. You ask the Rebbe, you ask the Rav. 
Reb Shimon ben Azai feels you have to run to a mitzvah. He feels a certain sense of ambition and he goes, he takes it to the next level, even to the point of disrespect, even to the point of going into the bathroom. And so here we see how their approaches uh, uh, disagree with one another. Rabbi Yehuda says you have to suffice. Dvarim kiksavam in this case would mean suffice with asking a question. Rabbi Shimon ben Azay says you can suffice with that and you have to do them as much as you can even to go into the bathroom. Another example we see is with the halacha where it says mechashef and next to that it says that someone who lies with a behemah gets misa, which is skila. And Benazah learns that just like Shaykhiv and behemah gets skila, so too a mechashefah gets skila. Says Rabbi Yehuda, just because the two are next to each other, you're going to give a person skila. How he learns from Oivah Yudaini, which was, which, which the Torah says explicitly that you get skila for it. And since it's a kind of kishif, you learn for all kinds of kishif that you would get skila. Again, what are they arguing about? Ben Azai says we could, we, we could by, by putting two things next to each other, we could learn one from the other. Because Ben Azai is ready to go to a deeper level and just their juxtaposition is enough to learn one from another. However, according to Rabbi Yehuda, where it has to be Dvarim Kiksavam, he could only learn from a clear Pasuk, such as Oiv V'yud Oini. Now we conclude with the Yenish Shaltera. The reason why we don't need blood is because Adam hua nefesh, which means since the dam, since the blood, unlike the flesh, which it gets chewed and digested, the blood it, it goes straight into the person's, into the eaters or drinkers' body, and it would carry with it all of the animalistic tendencies of the person, of the animal. Therefore, we cannot eat the blood. So. Someone who is stufim bedam, steeped into the drinking blood, implies that they have animalistic tendencies and their midas are coming from the nefesh abamis. So the first thing Rashi says is they have to say chazak with regards to those who are steeped in blood, which is referring to bir hamidas, to refine the midas of, of the nefesh abamis, of the animal soul. And this comes from Rabbi Yehuda, which Yehuda comes from hapam oide Hashem, which is the level of bitl. On the level of bitl, which is the beginning of the avoida, there is iskafia, where you have to subdue your negative traits. Benaza is taking you to the next level. He's saying that it's not, we're not talking here about, fight, about refining the middays, we're talking about lahazhircha, to bring an abundance of light. And by bringing an abundance of light, you are able to uh, overcome the tendencies of the of the nefesh abamis, and you're able to illuminate your soul with this oil that separates you automatically from the negativity and brings you into the positive place of Ben Azai.